Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nice to Meet You. This is your host, Simone, and this is a podcast of conversations with friends and strangers where we talk about life and lessons learned along the way. Today, we have with us Keith, and Keith, if you can introduce yourself and tell everybody how we met. Sure. My name is, as she said, Keith, and last name Cheney. I am originally from Flint, Michigan. Oh, wow. That Flint, Michigan, okay. where, yeah, you usually get the <laughs> oh, wow, or the yeah. oh, my God. Um it's funny because that's been the case my entire life. It used to be crime. Now it's water. Yeah. Um, but it's my favorite place in the world. I, as far as formal education, have a degree in engineering. And then mm-hmm. I got an MBA at Carnegie Mellon. So I lived in Pittsburgh for a little while. Um, been in the D.C. area doing consulting for about six years. I uh, currently live with my wife and our daughter who will be one next month. Oh, cool. And our six-year-old bulldog, Biggie. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's me. And we met at a, what do you call it, like a podcast meetup? Yeah, yeah. something like that. So like there's a hour. podcast garage in D.C. That, that's new in the Shaw area. And they were kind of introducing the garage and then showing us some of their plans for the next few years or months or whatever mm-hmm. their opening plan is. Uh, and so during like the mingling small talk thing, which I suck at, <laughs> uh, we met and we exchanged podcast information. And when she told me she just has episodes with people she met, I was wondering if I was interested enough to get an invite. <laughs> and then a few, maybe like 10 minutes later in the conversation when I had figured I wasn't, she actually invited me to the <laughs> podcast. So uh, I passed the test, whatever yeah. that was. <laughs> it's cool being in a space like that because I feel like people are generally more interested in being on somebody else's podcast. But yeah. I feel like in real life, it's hard to like bring up that point. You know, so it's like, is, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? This is my first time <laughs> being a guest on a podcast. Oh, wow. But yeah, when you told me that, I was like, I wonder if... I'm like, now there's so many people here. She's going to find someone that's more interesting and I won't get it in, an invite. No, it's, I really like the concept of your podcast. That's really what drew me in. <laughs> awesome. Um, so Flint, what was that like? <laughs> um, is it? I don't want to. It's gonna go sound ahead. bad no matter no, what no. I say. But like, there's nothing you could say <laughs> that will shock me in terms of I, I, the bad things you've heard mm-hmm. because I know our reputation. I'm yeah. very familiar with it. Uh, so so go ahead. I well, just, I mean, I guess is it as bad as they say it is? I mean, I, I guess I could say like the statistics you hear. Yeah. Technically, they're true. So I, I couldn't say no, but when you grow up somewhere and it's all you know. Yeah, that's true. It's like, how there's, you really there's, there's nothing bad at it. Especially when you grow up and you know that where you live has this reputation. Oh, everybody in Flint is, you know, getting shot or, you know, there's tons of crime. There's yeah. nothing to do. And when you're there, you're like, no, I'm actually, I'm a person. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm smart. I have yeah. friends that are smart. You yeah. Know, None of us are miserable, so you kind of have that chip on your shoulder, and I actually appreciate that chip on my shoulder because it gives me just added motivation, mm-hmm. and then it's always just giving me perspective. Yeah, you know, wherever I, I've I've been in rooms, you know, full of you know brilliant minds like at Carnegie Mellon, and I've been in rooms full of people that you know stereotypically wouldn't be perceived as you know very intelligent, and yeah. there's not much of a difference. <laughs> That's you know, true. it's it's all just. I don't know, perception and, and yeah. really circumstances. You know, some of the smartest people I've ever met still live in Flint, but they just, they zig when they should have zagged early yeah. in life. And so they, you know, weren't able to, I would Get say, out, meet yeah. their full potential. Mm-hmm. But I love it. I go yeah. home whenever I can. Uh, 
What's your and favorite part about it? My favorite thing about Flint, uh, I think just, and I didn't realize this until I moved to the East Coast. Um, it's not, people aren't, I guess, looking to see how they stack up against you as far oh, as like money and status. Yeah. And when I moved to to Pittsburgh and then especially when I moved to D.C., I was super turned off by the fact that like when you meet people, you know, after what's your name, the second question is like, what do you do? Where yeah. do you work? And that was never something that that people would ask home. Yeah, you know, I tell people all the time in, in Michigan, and I think it's it's largely the Midwest. You could you could watch a football game with a CEO, and it not come up. People because, are just more humble, like yeah, and, and yeah. It, I think it's more so because. Especially in Flint, pretty much everybody would graduate from high school. A lot of people when you go to college, they go straight to GM. Mm-hmm. So I guess because everybody kind of did the same thing, you didn't talk about work as much. So okay. we get straight to let's yeah. talk about your family. Mm-hmm. You know, what are your interests? Who are your sports teams? Yeah. You know, let's just drink and enjoy life and not talk about any of that stuff. <laughs> Versus I here, feel, I feel like everyone wants to know. Okay, are you? higher than me on this social scale and it's like it's such a weird don't thing to like want i don't to, care yeah i don't want to talk about it <laughs> for me it's like i really hate talking about work outside of work yeah. like my coworkers, i feel like i like i'm a very different person when i'm like at work and like outside of work it's like mm-hmm. i'm very social outside of work but at work i'm not oh i'm the same yeah. man they so. have happy hours and i'm like ah oh, i got something to do then so I'll just go like, drink with people I like. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's like I never like really like am very interested in like what someone does like as like yeah. something in there. You know, like I feel like I've had friends where it's just like I've had them. I've known them for like six months, and mm-hmm. it's like I still don't really know what you do like or what your job yeah. is. Like, you know. And you don't care because like I know you're a good person. You're funny. You know, we yeah. like some of the same shows. Like just the other things that I think are more important mm-hmm. versus you know where sometimes I'll bring people from home here you know, for a weekend, we're hanging out, and when those circles kind of converge... It's, like, an obvious, like, separation. Obvious separation, and then sometimes I'll notice that, like, the people from home, they'll, they'll be quiet because they're, they're feeling a little insecure. They can't yeah. talk about everything in corporate America, or they can't talk about everything that's going on in yeah. the political space, and I, it just, it always bothers me. So I'm like, no, this is a really great guy, but you guys have already kind of casted him out yeah. because he doesn't have these degrees or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's tough mixing friend groups in general like yeah, yeah i feel like i do like a pretty i guess i'm just tuning around or like pretty good job of like inviting like people who are like just like chill and like know how to get along with people no it, it's a, it's a big responsibility you don't think about like if you're gonna have like some people over you have yeah. to really consider the conversations that might that's happen true. when you're not in the room yeah it's like that and I think like being in charge of like the aux cord in a car. It's like those you don't realize, but that's that's a big responsibility. You can like ruin the vibe if you invite yeah, the wrong person. Or you play the wrong side. song. It's like, uh <laughs> no man, that's not it. We we're not looking to hear yeah. that. Yeah. So there's this one time I was on this party bus, um, for one of my friend's birthdays, I asked for like this song, like this song by Beyonce, and everybody's like vibing and everything. Well, actually, first I asked for um, "Father Stretch My Hands," and everybody mm-hmm. really liked that. Yeah, you know, that always so goes I was like, well. Ooh, another song. <laughs> I asked for Beyonce. All the mm-hmm. men like just were just like, "Oh no, we're yeah, not, we're no. not doing this. We're sitting down." <laughs> like I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, this is so embarrassing." Beyonce probably has like two songs that I don't get. Because obviously we, I'm a woman. Yeah. But like I don't get why y'all don't. I don't hate Beyonce. Like I, she, I know, I know. She's, like, she's okay. But I think, like, if you play, what is it, um, 
We Like to Party, that one is okay. Mm-hmm. And then, what's like, because she has one song that I consider a, a, like a black national anthem at this point, uh, and it's the Love on Top. You play uh, Love on Top? Okay. But we're not requesting that, and we're never, <laughs> we're never playing that when it's just us, so... Yeah. I would shy away from Beyonce. What is up with that, though? Like, why don't, like, men... Do you, like, not listen to, like, any sort of, like... Oh, no, I listen to lots of R&B, but when my my guys are around, that's usually not the mood we want to be in. It's, like, a little more turn-up, you know, hype. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, like, that's the turn-up music. (laughs) But those are, like, also, like, super, like, women anthems. It's A lot of them are, like, bashing men a little bit. It's just like, okay, congratulations. I bet she doesn't. And I have this theory that she... I mean, she doesn't, I don't think she's as aggressive, like, in in real life as she is in her music. Because she never yeah. comes off that way. She yeah, seems, you know, that. pretty passive. But she has this persona in her music. And I get why people gravitate toward it. It's a business, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah for sure. For <laughs> you have sure. to sell the, the dream. Absolutely. Put a ring on it, all of that stuff. Yeah, I get it. So, um, what do you find interesting? Um, a little bit of everything. Um... I like sports. I like music. Good movies. Um, my favorite thing to do really is kind of this. So like, I, ha- I hate going to clubs, but like, yeah. if anytime somebody has a kickback, drinks, you mm-hmm. know, maybe the game's on, a little music, and we could just have conversations about whatever. Yeah, that's my favorite space to be in. I feel like yeah, I feel that also. Clubs for me like. It has to be a certain night or a certain friend that really invites me yeah. out. Maybe um, <laughs> maybe twice a year, three times a year, my mm-hmm. boys convince me to go to the club and I'll be really excited because I kind of forget yeah. what it's like. And then probably 30, 40 minutes after getting there, I'm <laughs> like, like, yeah, checking my terrible. phone. I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is why I don't do this. And now they're already hitting me up about Howard Homecoming. So, Oh, um, did you go to Howard? No, but it's just... Oh, just like in the city. That's yeah, just the people thing. just come for that. So oh, okay. I'll probably go to the club and I'll probably be miserable within <laughs> about 40 minutes. Um, yeah, I, that, I really like going to bars, especially rooftop bars. I feel like yeah. the best conversations happen on Those, rooftop bars. That's, that's exactly the scene I look for. Um, other than that, I think my biggest interest is my daughter. So mm-hmm. she's 11 months old. And yeah. There's something about like watching her do something that she couldn't do yesterday oh that's cool or just like discover yeah. things and like she's looking at it like okay what is this <laughs> is it food nope doesn't taste good like should i throw it and just over the past you know year watching her go from this like little alien looking thing that just kind of <laughs> sits there and you just keep it alive to like having a personality yeah. she's like yells at me sometimes i'm like oh my god so that's can that's she talk cool. at that age i don't know what I mean, she she doesn't say words really, okay, but I think she's like, getting. Let's just say like dada, but I don't know if she's actually talking to me or if she's just making noises. Yeah. But I, she's starting to to mock the noises that I make. Okay. So I'm looking forward to when she can actually talk and ask me questions because mm-hmm. I'm just interested in seeing how her mind works. Yeah. So what's um one thing that you want to make sure that you teach her as she's growing up? Um, one thing that's tough. <laughs> um. I think the biggest thing is just, you know, don't be afraid to take a risk or don't be mm-hmm. afraid to, to fail. You know, I, I've lived, I think most of my life pretty risk averse. And while, you know, I, I've, I'm happy with where I am right now. There are some things I look back on like, man, you should have just did it. Yeah. You know, worst case you would have went broke, but you would have been in your twenties <laughs> and you could have made, made the money back. Yeah. Um, so I just want her to be, be confident enough in herself to, to do what she actually wants to do. Mm-hmm. And it, I have this, I set up a Twitter where it's just me talking to her. Nobody 
follows it. Wow. But it's just things I want her to know. That's so it's, cute. So I tweet, wow. I tweet to it all the time. Just whenever I hear a quote that I like, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, tweet that. Or if I'm just thinking about something that I didn't do the way I w- wish I would have, I'll tweet, tell her the story. Yeah. So that at some point when I give her the password, I'm like, all right. Yeah, you this can like, is wow. So eight, it's just like a private account. Like, yeah, this is 18 Twitter. years wow. of stuff that I was wow. thinking. That's an interesting concept on Twitter instead of like, you know, just like, I guess in like a personal book or like yeah, somewhere else. Yeah, I don't know that anyone else does it. So if that blows it's up, cool just idea. remember it was me. <laughs> Only concern is like, man, I hope Twitter is still around in 18 yeah. years. <laughs> I mean... If not, I hope yeah. they save my tweets. <laughs> I think you can download them. I, I think the coolest thing about that is like the timestamps, like mm-hmm. from your writings. And that's that's the thing. Like my parents, I've, you know, obviously you only know them as these adults that are your parents. Yeah. But I would love to know what my parents were like when I was one. Like, what mm-hmm. were they thinking about? What was? Because I'm sure they were completely different people. Yeah. You know, just feeling like they're doing a horrible job because that's just how it feels in life. <laughs> But, you know, obviously I didn't have the technology. But whereas my daughter, she'll be like, okay, when dad was 30, this is what he was talking about. And I'm sure it'll change. I'll probably become way more conservative. And she's like, (laughs) I lied. Don't don't drink alcohol. That was was a mistake. Don't do any of those things I said to do when I was 30. So, yeah, it should be fun. Are there any things that scare you about having a daughter? Um, Yeah, I think, I mean, the biggest thing is just being a male and knowing how men tend to think about women in general. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that really pissed me off and I, I guess I knew that it was a thing, but I never dealt with it is, mm-hmm. you know, when you find out if you're having a boy or a girl and you, you, your, your guy friends find out if, when you have a girl, when you find out you're having a girl, yeah, there's instant like assumption that you're disappointed. It's like, Oh man, maybe next time. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not mad. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh man, you, you better get a gun because like they they immediately take it to like her dating life or or her sexual life. Like they're already yeah. sexualizing this fetus. Fetus. <laughs> like and I'm just like, why is that where your mind goes? Like I wasn't yeah. thinking about that, but it's 95 percent of men that was their reaction. Oh, yeah. you better get your shotgun because yeah. these boys. I'm like, well, she's gonna be like a whole person. <laughs> Like, why, why are we talking about her dating? Yeah. I also, um, gender reveal parties. Like, I literally, I can't stand them. <sighs> That's stupid. I cannot That's stand stupid. them. Especially because, like, most of the videos that I see, um, well, I mean, like, I guess they end one of two ways. It's like, either, either it's a boy and the father is, like, really happy. Or he's just like, oh, Or okay. it's a girl and it's like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, why would you put that on the internet because like you realize your child's gonna grow up and they can come into contact with this video <laughs> and see that so you were a disappointment yeah. and i've seen guys like mad after the like reveal it's like they'll walk off the screen i'm just like really yeah that's that's really... and i just wish i could talk i'm like let's talk about why you're mad mm-hmm. and let's talk about what that says about you and what you believe mm-hmm. about women and i mean obviously there are things that are different that i have to consider make sure she you know is able to protect herself and you know she's aware of some of the bad intentions that that men may have but i'm i don't see her as that you know i'm like okay yeah. you're a person you're a mind mm-hmm. i'm gonna try to cultivate this seed so it grows yeah as you know big i feel as like that's can. gonna be so interesting like i can't wait to have kids yet or i don't know how that sentence felt like i'm supposed to be no, i got you I can't <laughs> <wait>. <laughs> yeah no it's it's interesting it, mm-hmm. it just it reveals a lot about you because the things you think about, it's like, oh, yeah. man, I'm going to be this type of dad. 
And it's I, also like one of the things I really like about the podcast. I've, I've realized that like learning more about other people helps you mm-hmm. learn more about yourself. So. so what, I guess just, you know, as, as a woman, how can I make her as comfortable as possible to where she'll be willing to talk to me about the things that girls don't talk to their dad about? Mm. I feel like it's, um, hmm. so I'm black, so obviously like me and my parents, we couldn't talk about dating at all. Yeah. Um, nope. <laughs> so. Ain't no boyfriend. What? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I feel like. Um, what would have helped was like them just like showing interest Mm -hmm. and also like not trying to be like, this is a bad thing. Like you shouldn't be dating. You shouldn't be like interested in boys and stuff like that. I feel like just opening that conversation in general, um, being like, I guess like educating her of Mm -hmm. like, okay, so like you're going to high school now and like you're going to start dating eventually and, like, you should look out for these things. And, like, yeah. that opens up the gate to be like, oh, then I can come and talk to you about, like, when this boy did this and, like, yeah. you know, things like that. I think that would have been helpful. Yeah. And I, I think my parents were, they were the same, but, I, you know, as in most cases, they were way worse with my sisters than <laughs> yeah. with me. My dad was, oh, well, he a boy. He, cause his <laughs> curfew could be whatever. So I was given a lot more leniency. And I yeah. just don't want to do that. But I also... I don't want to be the guy who's just like, oh, I'm so progressive. I'm going to ignore things that I, I know yeah, exist. Like red flags and stuff I, yeah, like, like yeah. okay, maybe you going out drinking versus my son going out drinking. It it shouldn't be, but it is. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to have different concerns. Yep. And so I just. That would make me so angry. <laughs> it, and the, I, I get it. And the thing, So one thing I think that I'll be not as bad as traditional, especially black dads, is I'm not as uncomfortable with just talking about sex so mm-hmm. you know if she ever wants to talk about it yeah i think i'll be open to it i think i'll say that I mean, it's pretty easy to say right now but right. Yeah. <laughs> i don't think i'll be the oh no don't ever do that just because i know that's not that's not realistic mm-hmm. you know i i dated girls in high school that had strict dads yeah didn't matter right. <laughs> didn't matter they were gonna do what they wanted to do so mm-hmm. i just want to make sure she you know, rather than going online or to her stupid friends with questions, yeah. like she can at least feel comfortable coming to mm-hmm. me and her mother. So, we'll I mean, if you have that intention, I feel like it'll be like you started out with that intention, so I think it'll be easy to yeah. meet. You know, like but I, what I, you're trying I to. think what I have to be careful about is when she does disappoint me. What, yeah. is that, what does that look like? I don't yeah. want it to be. Oh God, I don't want to have to ever deal with that again. So I can't tell them anything. Exactly. Yeah. So. That's a tough line to like. Class, I don't know. Yeah, because you can't be a pushover either. Yeah, I've seen how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> like the Mean Girls mom. I've Have you seen that? I've no, I've never seen Mean Girls. Oh, well, that's a great movie. I hear it is, but <laughs> I don't know. I have no interest. <laughs> it's another women-centered. Yeah, I, I'm usually okay with like yeah. rom-coms and you know some of the movies that are more targeting the female demographic, but I've never seen Mean Girls. Honestly, I would recommend it. It is icon. That's we, we're still talking. I know about it's it. like such a big later, deal, but why is it so much, good? But, um, because it's a funny movie that also has a lot of truth in it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think that's just like what makes a good movie. And you just gotta watch it. Honestly, I just, it's, you didn't do it's, a great job. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but it's so funny. Like, um, I think also like the age I was when I watched it, like being in high school and like dealing with like, you know, um, like hierarchies of like yeah high high school girls and everything and like how that dynamic works 
That's um, another thing. Was like, influential, so. I just remember how mean kids are. Mm. And I don't know what I can do to instill confidence. Like, you say you want to instill confidence in your children, but sometimes it's just, you know, a part of their makeup. And it's like, I I don't know how I'm going to react to when she deals with mean girls or mm-hmm. she, she realizes she's black. Just things like that where it's like yeah, wait yeah. they they were treating me different i'm like uh mm-hmm. let's, let's sit down let's let's talk about america and how yeah. it works i'm trying to think like I don't, I don't know i think it's um just about affirming your kid like you know like letting them know that their ideas matter and like mm-hmm. how they want to act is like they're having their own interests is okay like i guess not Pushing them to assimilate into anything is what yeah. I would assume. Like, but school is such a, it's like such a zoo though. Cause yeah. one, I mean, like you can say all that stuff. Cause my, I mean, my parents and still, they said all the right stuff, I think at home. Mm-hmm. But once you got to school and yeah. you realize like these kids are cool, these kids are not cool. Yeah. I like to do what the not cool kids are doing, but I want to be cool because I like that girl. And it, all of yeah. a sudden that becomes your priority. And although my, my grades were always good. For years, I was just a follower. Like, whatever my guy friends were doing, I was mm-hmm. like, all right, that's what we're doing. Yeah. And some of that stuff, yeah. A few of them aren't with us anymore. A lot of them, a few of them went to jail. But like, it was, but I wanted to be cool. Yeah. And so I was like, whatever they're doing, mm-hmm. I'm with it. So do you have, like, any regrets from that time? Or, like, I guess, what would you tell your younger self at this moment? It won't matter. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Oh god! It won't. No, no, it, no. Not it won't matter what I tell them, but yeah, just, just that like, thing. Yeah. That you can't oh, stop okay. worrying about. Mm-hmm. That thing that you think is the most important thing in the world. It won't matter. Mm-hmm. Not not even when you're older. It won't matter in six months. Yeah. Like just, and it's crazy how your mind works, especially at that age. Like, oh my gosh, she doesn't like me. Oh my god. Oh my yeah. god. It's like, dude. I mean, like even now, I feel so like you know. <laughs> Being 25, it's so hard to, like, um, well, not, I don't think it's, like, um, actually, oh, but the mindset of, like, things that, like, stress you out but won't really matter six months yeah. from now. So, I always, I have that, like, I feel like I have a lot of anxiety, I guess, yeah. around, like, things that really don't have, like, a lasting effect. Yeah. And it's, like, trying to correct that even now is, like, kind of tough. Because sometimes I just ask myself, like, all right, all right, what's today? It's, okay, October, whatever. A year ago. What was the biggest thing that was like yeah. controlling your mind that you were worrying about? Usually I can't remember. Like I can't right now because that's around the time my daughter was born. So that was obviously it. <laughs> yeah, but like usually it's just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I thought my life depended on the outcome and it, it just doesn't. Yeah. And so like young me, I would just say, all right, man, figure out what you like, work mm-hmm. on that stuff. The rest of the stuff, don't, don't worry about it. You know, uh, uh, once you... Once you graduate from high school, especially, and, like, go to college, the world is so much bigger. Mm-hmm. You're going to meet people that think like you, that care about the things you care about, and you're going to forget about a lot of people. And, yeah. and it's, it's you're, you'll be better off for it. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are having that conversation about how college, like, shouldn't be necessary and, like, isn't really that, like, I guess, important. Mm-hmm. But I feel like th- that space between, like, high school and, like, adulthood yeah. and, like, in that college space, you learn so much not necessarily academically, but just socially and mm-hmm. just like how you can operate in society. Yeah. I, guess, I guess it's like a stepping stool into like yeah. actual adulthood. No, I agree. Because when I think about who I was on the front end and the back end of college, it's 
completely different. I would say like every single semester felt like a whole year, mm-hmm. like a whole year of time and change and things like. And with that said, starting. right now, it's not like I have it figured out. And that's another thing I've had to accept is like, all right, stop time stamping your goals. Well, by the time I'm 30, <laughs> I need this, this, and this. It's like, man, just keep learning. You mm-hmm. know, and, you know, when you learn lessons, apply them to the future. And other than that, man, just do the best you can. Because mm-hmm. even if you have everything planned out, life is just going to throw curveballs at yeah. you. So just be ready for them. So what kind of things are you, like, looking to accomplish now? Like, not, I guess, like, without the timeline, but just, like, in general? Um, I mean, I, my biggest goals are, have nothing to do with my career. Mm-hmm. And I, that took me a, a long time to realize. You know, right out of business school, I got the job everybody wanted, mm-hmm. but I hated it. But everybody wanted it, so I was like, I guess I should pretend <laughs> yeah. that I like it. And the money. And the money was good, <laughs> yeah. so... You know, after a little over a year, I, I just couldn't take it anymore. I was traveling eight, four days a week. I was oh. living in hotels. I hated the work I was doing. Were you single at this point? No. Oh, And wow. I got engaged, like, right at the end of it. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, I realized that, you know, this life, as sexy as it, it looks, mm-hmm. or as, you know, much money as people have or can get from it, it's not what I want. Because, you know, having grown up without a lot of money... Mm-hmm. I know that you could be happy without a lot of money. Whereas a lot of the people I worked with, oh, they didn't yeah. know that. I'm yeah. like, maybe they'll never learn it, but I'm not going to force myself to fit into that lifestyle. So now I think my biggest goals are just be a better husband, be a better dad, work on my side hustles a little more, mm-hmm. hopefully get to the points where they can become enough Revenue to where I don't makers. have to, Yeah, you know, I don't have to work for anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just spiritually just continue to grow. And I don't know what that means because, you know, like if you ever listen to the podcast that I have, I have tons of doubts when it comes to religion. Yeah. And <clears throat> I wouldn't say I'm okay with that, but I'm kind of okay with that. It's like, <laughs> all right, whatever. You can't force yourself to, to have believe. Like, yeah, doubts <laughs> than to just like blindly like say like, okay, this is what I have to believe. Like to yeah. force yourself. And that's the thing. I've, I've always been a questioner, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure all my teachers and my parents hate that, but it's. <laughs> Like, I, no, that's that's not enough you telling me because I said so. Like, mm-hmm. I need to see why it is. Yeah, like, so, I made a lot of trouble as a kid. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just continue to grow. And like I said, not to continue learning is important to me. So, I take at least a class every year just mm-hmm. so that I'm learning new stuff. Because I think you could just get really stale. And What kind of classes? Um, Whatever I'm interested in. So, last uh, year it was, like, uh, uh, visual design. Okay, so it's not, like, just religion-based. It's, like... Just, oh, no, oh, no, okay. no, no. So, okay. it was, like... Graphic design. Uh, before that, it was data visualization. Mm-hmm. So just things that I can also make some money off of yeah, on the yeah. side, but that I'm interested in. Because I think a lot of people, once they're done with college, they just stop learning. Yeah. And I, that would drive me crazy. It would, yeah. She's like, all right, I, I, I know everything I'm going to know. It's like, what? You're not even 30. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. So, and it's yeah. like, if you really think about the time that you're dedicating to not learning or like not progressing yourself, like that would stress me out. Like just yeah. as a thing, it's like, you're not moving forward you don't have any goals past like you've met everything you're just okay <laughs> you know you're not even yeah. like especially like in your 20s like i guess it's just ingrained in us that we're like we're grown we're adults mm-hmm. you know but when you think about the numbers it's like man we're not even like a third yeah done with this thing yeah. so why on earth would i stop growing and stop learning mm-hmm. yeah so what's your podcast about uh, my podcast uh, it's called Savedish. Uh, kind of play on like Blackish and Grownish. 
Uh, and it's, it's about being uh, young, Christian, and imperfect. And so it's just conversations about a lot of the things that a lot of church folk don't want to talk about or mm-hmm. pretend don't exist. Um, and it's, it's very transparent. It's, it's, it's just blunt. You know, we got a, a bit of pushback from our church the first season because we had an episode called Church Folk where we just called out some of, the, <laughs> some of the things that people at church tend to do that yeah. that make people not want to come, especially our generation. Like I said, we're, we're just not willing to accept some of the things that people used to accept. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of millennials leaving the church and we're just talking about why that is and things that we'd like to see change. Um, and then this next season is called Cuffing Season. So it's all about relationships <laughs> Uh, so we're going to talk about sexuality, gender roles, um, you know, toxic relationships, just things that you don't hear much about. Mm-hmm. So it uh, should be interesting. Yeah. Um, so what's the biggest thing you've learned since starting the podcast? Like, is there anything that like resonates with you? Um, the biggest thing I've learned, I guess, was once you say something, it's out there. <laughs> <laughs> And you're, you're, the thing is, you're never going to say it perfectly mm-hmm. because, you know, I've had people come, well, you said X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, ah, that's maybe I could have said that differently. Yeah. Maybe I didn't word that perfectly, but so what, yeah. you know, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to know more, hit me up, we can talk about it, but it's just, and you see it a lot in, in Hollywood now, like people are just getting in trouble for like misspeaking or, or just maybe speaking too freely. Yeah. And so obviously we don't have anywhere near you know the, that no, type of listening yeah, which is people that i see they're like oh you said this and i didn't like that and i'm mm-hmm. just like yeah did you promote your podcast at the church also yeah yeah so our oh. pastor our pastor is actually super like open-minded he's mm-hmm. younger um and you know we have a pretty decent relationship we, we text i've never had that type of relationship with yeah. pastor um and one day he was just asking me, you know, how I could be more involved or things that I would like to see. And I was like, man, a podcast would be cool, you know, just for the young people. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, just tell me what you need. And I came up That's with awesome. a list of like, you know, pretty expensive list, I thought. And he was like, all right, yeah, we'll probably wow. have that next week. That's awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, so these are the things I'm thinking about talking about. Is there anything off? Nope. Say what you want to say. And I'm like, wow. you know, you might get in trouble. Yep. That's okay. <laughs> I was just like, all right. So, yeah, it's it's. It's crazy the difference support makes yeah. know, when you're and trying I feel like to speak. It's weird for me because um so my podcast just kind of like I haven't really like promoted it to like my friend groups. Yeah. Like, like my all my friends know about it. Like you see my Instagram, you know it, but I haven't really like I guess pushed it into like a space where like you're doing. It's like kind of like for those people and like they also like can interact with you like <laughs> immediately after you you know like yeah. release the episode so i feel like that could be tough like as far as a feedback loop yeah and I, I was super nervous about it and honestly i'm I'm still nervous about it you know i talked about you know what this season's going to be and one of my my biggest concerns if i'm if i'm being honest is you know we're going to have the the sexuality episode and yeah our our plan is you know to have you know some at least one one gay guest and one trans guest if we can find one mm-hmm. and I'm worried that, you know, I may say something that, you know, could trigger someone or offend someone because yeah. I'm not, you know, some, I'll be honest, sometimes I just don't know how to talk about it. Yeah. And so, you know, my default is to just shut up. But as a co-host, it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, I can't really. you're going to have to lead the discussion. <laughs> and so, like, I just don't want to you know, offend anybody, but I also want to be transparent and, and yeah. speak for people who don't know how to talk about this stuff. Yeah. And I feel like, 
your intentions will show, you know, like exactly what you're trying to get across. I don't think you should worry too much. I think you should worry about like the perception of other people more than the perception of like someone that you're trying to understand and give a space mm-hmm. and give a platform to actually talk about what's going on with them. Yeah. And that's another thing. I know that the mem- a lot of the, especially the older members of the church, they're going to have an issue yeah. with it. But I, that part I don't care about. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, the, these are, this, this exists. Okay. Yeah. If you don't want to talk about it, don't listen. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why are you intentionally offending yourself? Oh <laughs> Man, that could be a whole <laughs> thesis. Why do people consume? Well, I do it, so. My... <laughs> okay, so what's your, like, guilty pleasure? My like? worst habit. It's not even a pleasure. It's like, it's like masochism. It's like self-torture. Like, why are you doing this? I read comments. Oh, like on Instagram like, or? faithfully. Like, on Instagram, Facebook, any news. And I know what I'm going to see, but I, I think I just have this, like, small like inkling maybe they'll they won't be you know super bigoted in the comments Mm -hmm. especially like this is how bad i am i'll go i'll go to facebook i'll go to fox news page and i'll go to an article yeah that's just that's just toxic but i i don't know what it is but i'm i'm almost addicted to just like oh man these people are terrible and it'll like ruin my mood like my wife like what's wrong and i'm like comments i was reading some comments and somebody said x y and z and I'll never forget, like, maybe two years ago, I guess I was just on this crusade to, like, bring people together. And there was, there was, I think the article was just about, uh, you know, a police shooting. And I had this, like, long comment that I posted. And it was super, like, understanding of both sides. And I thought, like, there's no way anybody could have a problem with this. I'm like, okay, on the police side, I understand, you know, the fear. You know, on the community side, I understand, you know, there's a lack of trust, blah, blah, blah. It was really long. I thought it was great. It's maybe five minutes after posting it, the comments, like, they were calling me the N-word. They were like, oh, you oh, stupid, wow. liberal, lip-tart. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, there's no... Going back. It's like, and like, and there's, there's just no it? reaching certain people. And I, well, yeah, that too. It just, it really, like, it messed me up for, like, a week. I was just depressed because I'm like, oh, man, this is, like, half the country. Mm-hmm. And they're not even listening. Yeah. I think it's important, though. Like, it's... At a certain point, it is toxic for you, but it's important to understand that there are people who don't have your perspective also. Oh, yeah. And it's important. I, I, I always, like aside from the comments, I always try to make sure I get, you know, Both ba- sides. balanced news source. Yeah. Or even, you know, my cousin, who's my best best man at my wedding, probably the closest person to me, um, he's a police officer. And wow. so some of his views, you know, obviously mm-hmm. they lean a little right, but we talk about everything yeah. and we rarely agree, but... I think it's just that mutual respect we have for knowing each other our whole lives where we can see each other's point of view. And whenever he, whenever they have police week in D.C., I go with him. Oh, so he's so, a police officer in D.C.? No, uh, Norfolk. Okay. But um, he comes up for police week. Mm-hmm. And so I spend like three days just nothing but police in there. What is that like? <laughs> it's, oh my God, it's it's my favorite social experiment. But it's like after... We, we have a few beers and like there are going to be things people say that kind of like, ah, yeah. all right, all right, let's not snap right now. But mm-hmm. after a while, you just start to kind of see the person mm-hmm. and most, not all, some of them, no, nah, like, like you're, you're trash. Yeah. But most of them, especially when you start to hear their stories about like, oh, I had a partner or, you know, someone in our, our precinct got killed X, Y, and Z. It's like, okay, I can see why you might be a little more yeah conservative or yeah or you might feel abandoned you know when the president comes out and says something about you know police shooting yeah 
when all the facts aren't out, it's like, okay, okay. I, I hadn't thought about it that way. I hadn't thought about the fact that you you only see the worst of humanity every day. Yeah. And then, but you signed up for it. <laughs> and also, and, like, nobody's really happy to see you. Like, yeah. Nobody wants thing. you to do your job. <laughs> it's like thankless job, super stressful, <laughs> hours are trash, the pay yeah. is trash. I didn't know. I thought they got paid pretty well. But, I mean, like, nah, a lot okay. of them don't. A lot of okay. them don't. Um, or if they do, they a lot of them tend to have to work like tons of overtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like just the the idea of okay, they're shooting over there. Everyone <laughs> is running that way, and you're gonna run over there yeah. where the shooting is. Like okay, if nothing else, I have to respect and like thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And so every year, I just I spend my few days with the cop, and like we're talking like mag of banners all over the place. Really, just like, in DC. Okay. Like, okay, well I guess yeah. that's not as different in dc anymore never mind what am i well it's usually it's like it's like a pot like no one in dc even knows this thing is happening mm-hmm. when it happens it's like by rfk or something it's just like all right we got these tents and it's like a bunch of police officers drinking yeah. and talking uh-huh. but it, it's helped me to just always approach everything with at least a wait let me hear the facts yeah because i think it's so easy especially as a black man to say oh oh the video speaks for itself when it's like yeah. my cousin will be like wait but the video started at this point you have no idea what happened before that. I'm yeah. like, yeah, but I just, I'm mad. So I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm right. But I feel like there's also, well, like this kind of touches on the issue of our country being so polarized in general. Like, I feel like everything is just like partisan, like not even just like yeah. politics, oh but just God. like the way that people talk. And it's like, if you think about like social media, like the comments, mm-hmm. it's always like, oh, I don't agree with you. So you're trash. And then like, oh no, you're shitty. Cause like, I don't yeah. agree with you. And like. And if we can find a way to be like, you know, like we have a middle ground where it's like, oh, well, I don't understand why you feel that way about this issue mm-hmm. instead of just being like, I hate you because yeah. you think that and way. I think it's, well, I, I know it's by design though, because even the rhetoric, like when you think about terms like left and right, yeah, like liberal and conservative, it's like, yeah, that's true. No one is all any of those things, mm-hmm. but when you just, if you, if you watch Fox News, they'll use fear. If you watch CNN, they'll use fear in a yeah. different way. And I don't like, watch the news. Like, I get my news from Twitter. <laughs> oh, it's stressful. It's so stressful. And I, I don't watch it, but like, I see clips. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I probably get most of my news now from like uh, Stephen Colbert and mm-hmm. <laughs> Seth Meyers. Yeah, the night show. I love Seth Meyers. But um, I think just the rhetoric of left and right and liberal and conservative, like, it removes all the actual co- like the topics from the discussion. So it's yeah. like, oh, are you left or right? Like gangs, it's like I don't care what you believe. You're left. You're stupid. You're a libertarian. You're conservative. It's like wait, there's no way you can convince me that everyone who identifies as conservative, you know, loves machine guns or or is Christian and loves yeah. the Bible or is you know pro life. It's or there's no way you can convince me everyone on the other side is you know pro choice and mm-hmm. you know anti religion or you know. LGBTQ friends. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, no, there's nuance, you know, and that's why I always just like I identify as left leaning, moderate, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't check all the boxes for anybody. Yeah, and no one that I know checks the boxes for anybody, but people don't don't take that nuance. Yeah. Say okay, well actually they got a point on this. Maybe we should just talk about issues versus big groups. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's, like, a part of, like, trying to just, like, be, like, a part of something. Like, you know, like, feeling oh, like yeah. you belong, like, an in-group type well, thing. I mean, I think people are just tribal by nature. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I'm in a fraternity. I've, in college, I can think of times where I was 
no, we're the, we're the alphas and y'all this, so we don't like y'all. And it's just like, wait, you're smarter. You're smarter <laughs> than that. You know that this is stupid, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to just check yourself and say, okay, am I allowing this label to be bigger wow, than, yeah. than to me? Wow, yeah, to influence who I am instead yeah, yeah. of like the other way. I, guess, and I like, think we yeah. all do it and we all have to just check ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. all right, this is just a word, but who are you? Yeah. You're more than that word. And yeah. even with the politics, I think we agree on like 95% of stuff. It's just like, if you watch the news, okay, what? let's talk about guns. Let's talk about, you know, something that's polarizing so that yeah. people don't realize that for the most part, it's just rich people taking advantage <laughs> of all yeah. of us. <laughs> so yeah, unfortunately. I think if we ever realized that, then that would be like their biggest fear. So it's like, just keep them focused on. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's... Um, there's a big issue with like marginalized groups not accepting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, if we could all like band together in that, oh one, I feel God. like also like that would be their biggest yeah. nightmare. It's mm-hmm. like okay, we're all even when you look at like just in the history of America, like how unions got so powerful and mm-hmm. kind of shut down some things and made things better for you know the little people. Yeah, but they've done this great job of making half the country anti-union. So it's like <laughs> oh well. <laughs> We're literally against uniting. So <laughs> I don't know how we In get the past United that. United States, um, interesting. Yeah. Um, so you're in a fraternity. Yep. How is like the transition from like college life and like being around like your frat brothers all the time, and then coming into like actual adulthood and not being on campus anymore changed? Um, the campus thing wasn't bad, you know, because so I went to a a non-traditional school where we had co-op so the way my school worked was in the summer and in the winter i took classes but in mm-hmm. the fall and spring i worked full-time okay so like i was never like a broke college student because i always had a check coming at least in three months yeah um so the transition to work wasn't so bad i think the the hardest part for me was just not being able to see my brothers every day it's mm-hmm. like I, I mean, I assume all chapters have this, but my chapter was super close, like, to where we really motivated each other. We helped each other to strive to kind of be better than what our goals were when we got to college. Yeah. And, like, it was every day, like, all right, I'm bored. I'm going to go to the front house. We're going to talk. We're going to play football, yeah. whatever, whatever. And then it's gone. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's, it's just, you see it happening because, like, once I was a sophomore, you know, obviously some people graduated. Yeah. They left. Okay. Every year some people leave. People come in, but the ones you came in with, they're yeah. leaving. And then now we're just all around the country and we're trying to schedule like a trip every year. <laughs> but How does that work out generally? Um, usually we're able to pull it off depending on where people are. So mm-hmm. like a lot of the the East Coast group, we, we try to go to Roots Picnic every year because, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's pretty centrally located. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the most valuable thing that we have that, I guess generations before us didn't have is things like group me True, because yeah. like I can't imagine graduating from high school or graduating from college and then just <laughs> never talking to them yeah. like because they're such big parts of my life like we talk about like we're not the traditional guys who don't talk about their feelings like we're like all right man I'm having a bad day this oh, is happening oh uh, I don't <laughs> and so like we're, we're like super supportive of each other but we have that every day mm-hmm. like I don't see them but I talk to most of them every day yeah that's what I've been realizing about like my high school friends it's like a yeah. lot of us like follow each other on twitter so it's like we literally like talk like talk indirectly every day yeah. it's like i kind of know exactly what's going on in your life and it's and, weird it's a weird no i realize yeah. it like when my my mom will say oh have you talked to someone so lately and i'm like technically no but <laughs> i know exactly what's i know going on. i know what he did today yeah <laughs> so, 
<laughs> and and I don't eat for breakfast. <laughs> I think about like my dad. He's he has like one friend, mm-hmm. but it's like how were you supposed to keep up with everybody yeah. when they move? Like guys don't call each other. I hate talking on the phone, so that was never really? gonna happen. Wow. So if it weren't for like groomy, like where I can just all right type this thing, lol, throw mm-hmm. this gif out there or something, we wouldn't. We wouldn't talk to each other, and we probably wouldn't be taking trips like that. We would have yeah. just fell off. So I, I'm really grateful for yeah. something as silly as group me and gifts and you know stuff yeah. like that. Do your parents participate in social media at all? Uh, they're lurkers. Okay. So like my mom has an Instagram, and she, she <laughs> likes everything, but she doesn't post anything. Yeah. Uh, my dad, well, my dad's quasi active on Facebook, but he's like. I mean, he's your typical 50-something-year-old. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah. God, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. my dad is, like, very good social media. Um, but my mom, she's, like, I think she has, like, a Facebook and, like, an Instagram. And, like, yeah. it helps her keep up with her family. But, yeah, my dad is just like, I'm not doing it. Like, you can call me. He actually likes to talk on the phone. So he's, like, different in that. No, but I, I respect that. So <clears throat> my wife doesn't do Instagram. Mm-hmm. She has a Facebook. She never, her, her Facebook is full of pictures that I've tagged her in. <laughs> like she's super anti social media and sometimes i just envy it because like i i look at things like like my screen time mm-hmm. i'm like mm-hmm. i didn't even realize i checked the phone this much but i've you know i've been on the phone six hours today yeah and it's mostly nothing <laughs> yeah i'm not doing that where she's <laughs> just not she's like that's stupid mm-hmm. get off your phone wait so what does she do with all that extra time because there's a lot <laughs> like for me there's a lot of it <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> so she's kind of like a busybody so like if there's mm-hmm. nothing to do, she'll, like, find something that we need done in the condo. Okay. But other than that, she's just this, chilling. It must be peaceful. And, <laughs> and that's the thing. I'm like, you don't even know that there was a shooting today. And mm-hmm. I'm like, not that you shouldn't know, but it's like, you're, I, I wish that I could, you know, be where you are. Where yeah. it's just like, oh, no. Whatever's know, in my Work was cool today. Yeah, like- you know, our daughter's good. And I'm just like, I'm worried about things that. I have absolutely oh, no I control you guys over. I a daughter, so there's a lot of time there. So. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. but even then, like, I'm just things that are occupying my mind. Like, I have no control over, but they're they're added sources of stress. Yeah, it's like I wish I could be like you. Yeah. Have just, you ever thought about giving up social media? I do it for Lent every year. Oh, okay. And I'm not Catholic or anything, but it's just I like the idea of mm-hmm. challenging yourself like that. But um, I think Facebook would be pretty easy, but. I like that because, like I said, I don't call people. If Facebook is the only way I can keep up with yeah. my family, mm-hmm. and they look, they want pictures of my daughter, so I post one every you know month or so. Yeah. So I like that exchange. Other than that, Facebook I wouldn't miss too much. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, I probably spend the most time on there, but I don't really need it. Mm-hmm. Although every day I post seven things I'm thankful for, and I've realized that people like subscribe to it. Like, yeah. I, when I, really I, cool. I miss a day and people are like, so we <laughs> not thankful today? I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I was busy. <laughs> so I just, I like that little exchange, mm-hmm. watching people's stories, see what they're up to. Twitter is just, some days I love it, some days it's the worst thing. Oh, it's the Twitter. worst place in the world. I can spend all day on Twitter. Like, it's sad. It's you must have a really curated, like, timeline. Because some people follow me mm-hmm. like, oh, you got to stop posting stuff that just makes me mad. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I'm also just, like, good at, like, ignoring, like, the messages. I Because, like, I'll just, like, be like, yeah, I'm not dealing with that today. Like, you know? Nice. <laughs> I need to learn that. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not, like, I'm also not, like, a person that, like, like, I'm on Twitter to have a good time. Like, yeah. I'm not there to, like, you know, if like you're saying something that's wild, I'm just like, yo, like, wait a minute. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not really here to, like, argue. Is so. your Twitter, I guess, history 
something that your employer would be okay with? Uh, yeah. Think yeah. So? Today? I mean, keep in mind, it's it's super easy to get canceled. Today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I, I purged. Uh, yeah. I deleted. I think like top of this year, I deleted all my old tweets. Just in case, because I'm like, why do Every I why one? do I need them? Well, yeah, mm, I don't. I like looking back. <laughs> well, I downloaded a CSV though. Oh, you can download them all and yeah. then get rid of them. So okay. I have them in a Excel file, mm-hmm. which I'll never use, but I do this, have them. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I'm a, I'm kind of a hoarder in a way. It's like really hard for me to get yeah. rid of things. Like, actually, I had a friend on Twitter today talking about birthday cards, and it's like, when do you get rid of birthday cards? Because like, I have like cards from like six years ago. Like, so if you asked me a year ago, I would say they're stupid, but. Having a daughter. No, not even that. Oh. So last year, I was cleaning my room, and I found an old birthday card from my parents. And, you know, they had wrote little handwritten messages in them. Mm -hmm. And I liked the way it felt so much that I got got them both tattooed on me. Their handwriting. Just them telling me they love me. So (laughs) I would never tell anybody to throw away a card again because it was like a... At least five years old. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I didn't even know why I still had it. I probably just put it in a book or something. But I saw it and I was like, "Yep, I yeah. want that." And I've never wanted a tattoo. So interesting. Keep your cards. What was with like keeping writing. you from wanting a tattoo? Was it like being religious or? I just never really seen anything that I wanted on my body forever. True. And so these, I just mm-hmm. when I saw it, I was like, I want to be able to see that whenever. And I have them kind of inward facing to where like you wouldn't know I had them, but yeah. when I'm sitting like this, it's just like okay yeah get back to work it's like a reminder yeah um if you had the money to splurge on one thing what would you buy just because you said like you're not really that materialistic of a person i feel like this answer would be pretty the interesting money to splurge on one thing um i would buy a huge like mansion right in the middle of dc with okay. with like a a pool house type of deal that my parents could live in. Mm-hmm. So like the White House. <laughs> no, not the White House. Like Bezos's house or something. It wouldn't have to be that big, but just you know something like you know one of those crazy ones like oh four million dollars seven bedrooms mm-hmm. like to where whenever people came into town they could stay with us. You know we could always entertain guests, but we could walk anywhere in the city we want to be. Yeah. Because I I I used to not not think I would want to live in the city, but now that I'm here, mm-hmm. yeah. I wish I could be kind of more in it. Yeah. Are you like on the outskirts of the city? Or? Um. So I'm living in Brooklyn now, but actually oh, okay. I just like this weekend closed on a, a townhome in Fort Lincoln. So right by the Costco. Oh, wow. So it's technically DC, but it's, it's yeah. pretty much Maryland. Yeah. Like so you it's can't, like, yeah, right by the border. Yeah. You can't walk to the Metro or anything. Yeah. So. That's how like this is too, like Southeast. It's like kind of like just, yeah. This, yeah. East of the river. It's just like the sliver before Maryland. Yeah. So if I could have <laughs> that and you know, we paid for it, no mortgage, Cause then I could like easily pay off my loans and be debt free. Yeah. I think I'd be good. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I said, it's not a lot of stuff, and I'd have the money to take trips that I want to take because I wouldn't have a mortgage. So yeah. Yeah, I think I'd be in a good place. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Cool. Um, what so about you? What would I buy? Oh man, that's hard. Um, I think before I said like a private island, because um, you would be want that to... isolated. No, well, I mean. So the private island, it had, like, a mansion on it also. Like, so that my friends could, like, we could all just come and, like, stay. But your friends can only be there, what, two weeks of the year? Yeah. So how often are you going to be there? I wouldn't be there. Like, that's just, like, my escape. So it's, like, Uh, if I want to go on vacation, it's just, like, okay, let's just, like, fly to the island real quick, you know? The island. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I respect it. Yeah, so, yeah. The maintenance on that thing would probably be 
Yeah, I'm just going to include that inside oh, okay. of the, gotcha. the buying. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's, I guess it's unlimited Assuming money. That, yeah, everything. I should have just said, just, I'd buy a state. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to buy the world. Yeah. Um, okay, so the last question I have for you is, do you have any questions for me? Um, what has been your peak experience in this podcast journey? Mm. Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> um, I think it's like learning um, how to be consistent. Because I'm the type of person that picks up a hobby and puts things down. Mm-hmm. And then like I just like to like learn things. Kind of like you're saying, just like learn something new, like whatever. Just it. pick a topic and like pull it in. Yeah. So for me, like actually like staying consistent with a hobby and like, you know, like it's like, okay, every Tuesday you have to l- release this. It's like, mm-hmm. it's been like kind of annoying because it's like the personality that I have that I have where it's like I'm just like you know kind of but you're forcing yourself to grow and yeah, be accountable so it's like forcing yeah like the accountability yeah. that I have like now and um the commitment I mm-hmm. guess has been like the biggest thing um but yeah also um learning about uh, I'm trying to think of like the themes that like kind of like resonate with me and like one of them is accountability mm-hmm. um and then I forget the other one right now but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, little secret of mine. If you're ever in a job interview and they ask you to ask them questions, ask them what their peak experience at the company has been. Hmm. And for one, I, they're always, like, impressed by the question. Yeah. But for two, sometimes it reveals a lot because they have <laughs> nothing. Oh, well, we had a um, oh, a, wow. oh, we had a potluck. And I'm like, oh, you've been here for <laughs> seven years. Potluck? Okay. No thanks. So, yeah, you keep that in your pocket for yeah, any yeah. interviews because it's very telling. Uh-huh. Oh, that's what it was. Vulnerability is the second one. So, accountability yeah. and vulnerability and how those, like, I'm kind still, of, like, lead you to a better perspective of life and yourself. I can definitely agree with the vulnerability. I'm still not very good at it. And it's my wife was tough. Like, and, and I've always just been very guarded. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't trust people. So, like, talking about my feelings and... It seems like you're doing a pretty good job, though, like... If you knew me a few years ago, you'd be like, no okay, way. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's really been a challenge, but it has been, you know, healthy for me. Because I think the biggest, the biggest value that I've gotten out of podcasts is I'll, I'll say things that I'm like afraid to say mm-hmm. about religion and maybe my doubts and, you know, where my faith wavers. And then I'll get people saying, me too. I'm so glad you said that. I thought it was just me. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm learning, like, it's never just you. Yeah. And the the that's one of the biggest tricks your mind plays on you is making you think you're the only person going through something yeah. when everybody's struggling. Mm-hmm. So. so did that give you, like, more confidence? Um, I don't know if I would say more confidence. I think it just more peace. Mm-hmm. I'm at peace with my issues because okay. I realize that issues are just a part of, like, the human condition. Yeah. Like, you're not going to ever... People, oh, I've, I've reached this point, and now, no, nah, that point does not exist. You will always... As soon as you meet the target, the target is... You always doubt yourself about something. You will always have issues. Just, you know, yeah. learn to live with them. Cool. Do you have any other questions? Um, where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, God, I these questions. <laughs> are these all job interview questions? <laughs> job interview questions are good. Um... Man, I don't know. I just bought this house, so, like, six months ago. So, I'm like, I'll probably be here for, like, at least five years. I feel like after five years, maybe I'll start looking, like, for the next phase of mm-hmm. what I want to do. 
Man, that's really sad. No, it's not. Because <laughs> like it's when not. I was like, it's not. I'm like, I'll probably be in the same job in the same house. But like, if, I mean, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could be in a worse job in a no house. So if yeah. you're happy, like if you like where you are, yeah. there's nothing wrong with staying there. Yeah, but um, I want to get more into like creating different types of content, like photography. Um, I'm not sure exactly where I want to go with this podcast yet. So mm-hmm. like, kind of figuring out where that leads yeah. um, will definitely inform my next five years. Um, and I want to start like event planning and throwing like events and stuff. Dope. So Invite yeah, me. yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, I have one question and this is kind of me, I guess, doing work for my podcast, but I also want to know what you think. Do you think gender roles matter? Mm, yes. Because of, um, society, not necessarily a person. I think that two people can find a way to work outside of gender roles, but society is always going to like constrain you into like these two, like opposing genders and like their expectations of your relationship based on your gender. So you think it's just society. It's not something you think is beneficial or Um, necessary. That's a really like, that's, Okay, so beneficial in the sense of like once I know what I'm supposed to be doing in any role, then I can perform better. But like if you take yourself outside of that, then it's like you have to kind of like define your relationship in different terms. You have to have be able to have that conversation if you don't just have like the traditional gender role stance. Well, I guess, I don't know. I, I think we've gotten to a point where traditional has been like... yeah has become like a stick, like a negative thing. And I don't it think has, all traditions are bad. Some honestly, things make sense. I would be like a housewife, like literally tomorrow. Like, oh, you just want me to like stay in the house and like cook <laughs> Man, food would, and like... <laughs> I could be a stay-at-home dad, I'd be dadding the hell out of it. So like, that's also like a tough topic for me because like, it's just like, that's not exactly like the feminist view of like... But I don't think you have to... See, and that's the thing. I think like, I don't know, progressivism, if that's the word, is yeah. so like in our face that it, it makes you almost ashamed of some traditions that you you're okay with yeah. or you agree with yeah, and exactly. that's where i push back because i think my favorite example is you know i'm married right mm-hmm. so we live in this condo in dc if we're asleep and we hear a noise downstairs <laughs> what type of person would i be you want to go see what that is <laughs> what no i don't care how much your anti-tradition yeah. is like, no, I think I should probably be the one. be that first line yeah. of defense to go see what that well, is. I think that's also like biology, you know, like, which but, doesn't form I mean, that's, gender roles. That's yeah. debatable these yeah. days, so, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to know what you thought about that, mm-hmm. but that's all I got. Okay. Um, so, do you have any social media that you'd like to plug? Uh, sure. So, I am on instagram and twitter and i'm a kid from flint it's all one word and then the podcast savedish is savedish pod on instagram and twitter and uh season two should be kicking off soon it's available on pretty much all the podcast platforms check it out okay do you have any other projects that you're working on that you'd like people to know about uh i do freelance work so uh data visualization brand marketing strategy because i'm I'm a consultant so i just do some of that stuff on the side Mm so um Kay Chaney and Associates, uh, LLC, kchaney.com. Shoot me an email if you need some some work. Cool. All right. If you guys would like to follow the podcast, you can do that at NTMY Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do that on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, 
suggestions or just something that you want to share, you can send those emails to ntmypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening and I will see you next week.